Hey guys. Hi, hi. I guess we don't have to do name intros anymore. This is like episode five. Yeah, they should know who we are. Yeah, that's a milestone. We've been doing this for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. Happy New Year. Yes. Good start. Mm. Well, no comebacks. Yeah, not until next week. Yeah, G Idol. Starting with this, I think we should share something. We've some knowledge we've been sitting on with you. Much like brain education, we're bringing something to the table, and it's it's the dark, you know, like Johyun wearing shorts, the dark side of K-pop. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't even would say there's the dark side of K-pop because the entire thing is dark. <laughs> there's no there's really no light side to it anyways uh it's it's what it's just whether you're aware of the darkness or whether you're not yeah so i don't think we should say the channel name in case of like hunting or whatever i don't know if you can find it then you're on you're on you're up there <laughs> so there's this whole collection genre really of videos where it's like bts member doing a v live or something and then they add fake subs but it's a yn story and yn is always black and they have like eight kids if you guys find it we're not liable for any damages (laughs) very energy sapping i think has to be some evil experiment do you know anything about the people behind them at all? No, and that's the worst part. It's like they're an enigma who only pop up and vanish to like spread misery. So there's a possibility that they're actually not black. Hmm. Oh no. Because that happens. <laughs> I saw a tweet like earlier today that was like joking. That K music and Black Woman was like a setup by Jay Park. So that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, I think it is. I think a lot of these people just are Black people, but they're just, uh, they're just internalized racism. Very, very sad. Yeah. It's the weird stuff to like, oh, show me your curls. Very. Very disturbing. Not even disturbing. It's the audio and like one where Halsey was under the bed. It's the effort that gets me. Right. The view of work has to be put into these. You draft up a story, you watch a K pop boy V live and think, I know what I'm gonna do. Well it's like a it's like a digitized dollhouse that you're watching. Yeah, it does feel that way. I guess to be devil's advocate, I thought that the things they were saying were kind of hot. <laughs> like, no if, comment. If Jim was actually saying that, I would be like, hmm. Okay. No, it's fine to admit that because that's the point. Yeah, I thought they were really doing like a good job of like talking dirty, I guess, but yeah, yeah that's, that's the worst part. The writing is always good. <laughs> yeah, like it's a good story, but it's so creepy. Yeah, I mean that's the ultimate point in K-pop is 
uh, I was rant like <laughs> I went went off on a very long tangent at Kamaru a few, uh, like a week ago about this, but um, one of my <laughs> issues with K-pop fans and probably a lot of the user, not all the people who listen to this podcast, are fans who are aware of how K-pop is and how it works. Like they're they're woke in quotes. And sometimes this wokeness turns to the point where they're not even aware of their own delusions. I follow a lot of quote-unquote woke people, like specifically a lot of black women, and they say all the right things. They're like, oh yeah, our fans are, our faves are being oppressed, and this and that, and SM is bad, and you know, they should have better working conditions, and black people, blah blah blah. And they like spend hours on twitter fighting people for saying that yudas chen look bad in 2017 or something <laughs> so i think it's i don't have any issues with saying yeah this person looks hot and i like the stuff the propaganda that they're feeding me is working because when you deny that it's working then you have you have an issue where you're just sort of in this state where you're kind of delusional <laughs> and unlike the the delusional fans who straight up just act delusional you think that you're above them in some way but i've, I've said this before but like all k-pop fans are still k-pop fans you're not excluded from them just because you know it if you were truly outside of k-pop you wouldn't be <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, wouldn't be you wouldn't be going on youtube and bookmarking fan cams and you know <laughs> yeah so it's good for everybody to admit like yeah this this propaganda works <laughs> like it, it's good to accept those kinds of things yeah that's true just kind of got to take it for what it is mm-hmm. honestly best honesty best policy i guess <laughs> Because if you lie and say, oh, no, this doesn't work, and then you secretly download all of them to your computer, <laughs> and then you go on Twitter, and then you lecture people for hours at a time, well, I mean, for me, that would be hypocritical behavior, but, I mean, you have to, <laughs> I guess you have to decide what you want to do with your life. Remember like that fans who try to always emphasize that um, looks don't matter. And visuals oh don't matter. God. Oh my god, they're very annoying. <laughs> they totally do. Like they're attractive. <laughs> like it's, it's, so stupid. just say it. I'm Give here it up. For talent. I'm here for. What are you talking about? It's K-pop. <laughs> I feel like anybody who's a celebrity, their role, unless you like are a celebrity for being like crazy or something like that, your role unless is to like look Elon good. Musk. Yeah, yeah, you are supposed to look good. It's your job. <laughs> I'm here for talent, and they stand like some random visual that like nobody cares about. Like, if you're, oh, standing, if you're standing for talent, like in this hypothetical universe, you would be standing like a very short list of idols, like Payman, uh, like Ailey. I don't even know if she counts as an idol. Um, like Luna from FX. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> those are people who are like genuinely good at singing or dancing in some way or another. But people like pull out random Nugu Ilos and they're like, I stand them for their talent. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. I'm sorry, I just read a headline, guys. Oh, that no. Yu Jung, 
snaps back at a hater who said Wiki Mickey will line will end up like Google Don. He will. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And we have to discuss that at some point about like the post produce groups. I guess in April. April twenty first. Oh, is that when is one or eyes one or whatever is Mm-hmm. That's okay. when their contract is up. But anyway, back to um Jimin's black wives or whatever. <laughs> Multiple black wives. He has a well, yeah, YN and Halsey. Oh right. <laughs> it's Again, that other video where it was a genuinely well-written conversation, but, like, <laughs> like, they were talking about serious stuff. I don't remember exactly what, but it was genuinely engaging. But there's all, always in the back of your head, like, not even back, like, half of your mind. Like, this is so weird. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, I looked at that V Live. He was like venting about this is like near disbandment gate. So, Ugh. and even then, past these Jimin videos, I noticed there's like an underlying theme of comfort. Like, I sometimes you look mm -hmm. in the comments and they'll be like, "Oh, I had a horrible day. This I rely on these every day. Yada yada. This made me feel so much better about my natural hair," which. Uh, silver lining, I guess, for the last one, but I, and then it dissolves into other ones I see. Like, um, I saw one about like Yoongi finds out about your self harm for, and again, the comments had that same theme of comfort. So I'm like, oh, okay. Thinking a lot about this stuff lately, and I really try to refrain from like putting it on the the people who consume this media because i really think it's like something outside of them outside of the people who these companies and everything it just feels like a really like um i guess to me like a sociological experiment or something it's very you don't really know who's doing what is the company doing this because this is what the fans want or are the fans doing this because it's like a, it feels like a catch 22 to me. I don't know why this is happening or why mm. this started. Like mm. who started this? <laughs> did the companies do it? Did the fans do it? How did this come to be? It's kind of weird. Also yeah, do time for our perfect transition. <laughs> <laughs> did the fans do this for money? Oh, well, go on, Alice. <laughs> yes, this literally. Now you have to play your music, and then yes, this like literally perfectly ties into the the main topic for today. Um, if things go according to what I want, <laughs> the title of this podcast will be "No, it was never about music," because K-pop is not about music. <laughs> I'll consider um, it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, add it to your your list. Um. So I have a few points for uh, today. A few. This is something that people can search up very easily. Just search up like K-pop capitalism or something. When I did my research, I got a whole bunch of results. Um, this is one of the actually one of the easiest things to like look up easily in K-pop is like, what is K-pop about? Like, how do they make money? Why is South Korea spending so much money on this? Um, 
but yeah the i guess if i have to state the too long don't read before we get into it k-pop is not about music um it's about selling products um you are a product the idol is a product um people who aren't the products are employees and the workers and the ceos at the company but yeah just keep that in mind um you can post edgy things on twitter about it you can get ratioed over it (laughs) but uh, having knowledge is always better than not having that knowledge and i think a lot of fans believe that when they purchase music or they buy albums or they do whatever that this the money is going back to the idols and they're supporting these idols like they're like indie musicians and even if it's not that hyperbolic for you you could say oh i don't actually think like they're indie musicians but i want to support them well (laughs) i don't (laughs) unless they're like exo or big bang or bts or something uh that's (laughs) that's <laughs> that's not really happening so <laughs> no <laughs> it reminds me of um it reminds me of uh, a lot of kids films like you watch you watch these characters and you're like oh yeah this is definitely going to be sold as a toy later on i think that's what a lot of them are made for mm-hmm. that's a good analogy mm-hmm like people still think that streaming gives idols money. It's yeah, streaming gives nobody money. <laughs> like like nobody in the industry in either either K-pop or normal western entertainment is getting money off of streams. Yeah, you just get like numbers. That's it. You get numbers yeah. like a billion streams. Cool. What was that like $5? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like literally. <laughs> That's what the exchange rate is like. Like you'd have to, ha- like to even make one dollar on Spotify or something like that. Like you, you have to be doing crazy numbers. I think the most. Well, th- this could be wrong. So I think uh, BTS make like a million from streams a year. So mm-hmm. yeah, basically nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's with their fan base having like basically setting up their own lives around streaming. So yeah, get point zero zero three three one of a dollar per stream. <laughs> yeah. You tell fans oh, they get angry. Well, because they, they get angry because it, it means that all the work they're doing is for naught. <laughs> yeah. It's like the have you all heard of the sunking the sinking funds? Like whatever. Like people so, don't want fallacy. Yeah, yeah. People don't want to leave a situation where they invested a lot, even if they're not making any money. So they just sit there <laughs> and keep doing things that don't help anybody, <laughs> like streaming. <laughs> yeah, that process involves you knowing that it's a waste of time. Yeah. But you do it anyway. Crazy. But we have to make sure that filters the most streamed Korean solo, Alice. It looks good. <laughs> yes that's true i don't know i i remember i streamed one time when i was a sophomore in high school uh because i was in a class and i wasn't really like paying attention to class 
And so I was like, oh, I'll just have this music video on in the background. And then after the class ended, I was like, it, it felt very senseless. But I think a lot of K-pop is supposed to be senseless anyway. Like, if you think about K-pop too hard, uh, you'll start feeling very bad. Like uh, all the waste that those uh, those bars make from spamming, buying out. Just dumping them at charities. Yeah. On the side of the road. I, think I saw that. Um, no, go on. For the Super M concert, there was just like boxes just on the street because it's London and it rains. It just got destroyed. Oh, no. Yeah. K pop is destroying the trees, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, neoliberalism is destroying the trees. Oh well, we'll we'll not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's actually the topic. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that that's in the that's in the research here. <laughs> uh, oh, you're right. The growth of neoliberalism in Korea after the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, so I'll go. I'll do this. Uh, hopefully, we can go through this in order, so it's not as. Uh, Quite as chaotic <laughs> as brain education, even though that was fun. Um, Quite. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we should do a follow-up at some point. Well, but, when more info comes out. Yes. So the first question is, like, why do K-pop companies, like, act like this in the first place? Like, why are they so uh, cruel to their idols? Like, don't they perceive them as human beings, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, and the answer is, like, not really. <laughs> um, like I said, idols are products. Uh, and the point is to sell a beautiful product that people want to buy and that people can idealize. So they're not trying to sell, like, a dude you could meet down the street, because why would you want to buy that? The secondary thing is that when the fans buy the product of the idol... Companies can look at those two and they can buy those as a combined set. So if I look at, for example, Cha Unwu, and he's the, f <laughs> and I'm like, wow, this man is so great and so attractive, and his face is so small, and his nose is a 45 degree angle, and he has pale skin, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, <laughs> companies will say to themselves, oh. Cha Unwu has a lot of girls who like his 45 degree nose. We can use his face on some pads and then people will buy our pads. So now you're the product too. I hate remembering that that's real. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, that's real. This is kind of a hyper example because people, there was a lot of backlash to the Cha Unwu pads. But still, like, the concept is still prevalent. Like the BTS smartphone the entirety of uh, global cyber GCU university is based on the concept of fans being able to be sold because it's advertised as BTS university fans are interested in, they make money off of advertising, etc., etc. A personal example, because <laughs> this has actually happened to me is with Monster X and Tony Moly. Um, if you're a mom baby, uh, like a relatively long time one, you know that they they had like a collab with them for a while. And I just kind of ignored it. I was like, whatever. 
but then I was like, oh, and I was looking for some moisturizer and I was like, oh, like this, this is some stuff that Monster X did with whatever. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I bought it. So this, this works. <laughs> like the moisturizer is good, but this kind of marketing genuinely works. <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't like for like Monster X didn't force me to buy it. But the fact that I could associate Monster X with this random moisturizer made me a lot more likely to buy it than if it was just by itself. Oh, Tony Moly is Korean. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they make um face masks and skincare and stuff. I know, that's why I'm surprised. I see them in Sephora a lot. Yeah, because it's, it's not like super high quality, but it's like decent, so... You know the products they, they advertise on are a lot of them like addictive. Mm. So I can associate that with food. Mm. That's interesting. I mean, and essential products as well. Like, you know, like the pads. Yeah. And the, the water. And one of purchases. Because they always have an idol for, uh, is it Pokari sweat or Pokari or... Man. Oh yeah, that like Gatorade drink. <laughs> yeah, be okay with all of this stuff if I didn't think the idols were being exploited. Exactly. If I felt like they were being paid fairly, I'd be like, well, you know, whatever. As long as they're being paid fairly and people are, you know, everyone's happy. But that's not the case, and that's why yeah. I think it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, like they're because... still in debt by the end of all this. Yeah. yeah. With the exception of like very large groups, like million sellers and over, like uh, idols make negligible profit for like pretty much anything they do. There's a. <laughs> oh, Lord. Like AOA <laughs> members having been in debt is just insane to me. They yeah. were in debt? Yeah. Mina, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least like I, I, it's for me. It's like if they're not making like they're not selling millions or millions of albums, like they're probably in debt. Like that's just. Wow, I thought AOA was pretty successful. I mean, they were, but they are. They were successful, but they. And that's not enough. Yeah, not enough. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, like it's not enough, and like you're like NCT EXO that kind of thing. Like, (laughs) like, um, oh my girl is still probably dealing with that oh right. yeah. yeah you guys are probably right that's still crazy yeah unless you're Aaron yeah so on the exploitation of idols so I wanted to I wanted to say this quote because it's relevant um, I was reading an article about because mm, if you want to understand idol culture you have to understand Korean culture because um, it's an export product. So, it is probably true that in cr- contrast to the U.S., where the ideology of genius and talent is strong, South Koreans tend to believe in the virtues of dedication. That is, hard work can overcome born talent, whether in passing competitive exams to get into top schools or becoming a pop star. So, a lot of of Korean culture, from what I understand, and I have to put a strong disclaimer, with my knowledge, with my limited knowledge, is of hard work and almost sort of the the glamorization of just working and working and working 
and being having that taken over talent like you've seen the behind the scenes footage for idols at concerts and they're like we practice for 16 hours a day and we like only eat like two potatoes and blah 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 and it's never necessarily shown and is uh question like as a negative as a light as it should be uh like one of the questions i always have is when these idols are practicing for 16 hours where does it go when you see them on stage because a lot of them <laughs> are not that good at performing and oh, so it's, the, it's the per perfection with no personality yeah but it's just the it's just the result of that culture is the concept of just working hard for the aesthetic of working hard. It's hard work, but it's not actually hard work because they don't um, uh, target things to improve upon, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> this is weird, but it's like a communist aesthetic Twitter. They're, they're not communist, it's the aesthetic. And this is yeah. the aesthetic of just working hard without actually doing it. And the worst part about this aesthetic is it involves people sacrificing their bodies for years on end, and specifically people who are still going through puberty. Um, I've heard multiple, like, former female idols talk about how they, like, straight up had, like, their they lost their periods for several years because of the, the extreme dieting. Some of them have a hard time uh, becoming fertile. Like... <laughs> the 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 ages at which these people are subjected to this kind of aestheticized um uh like romanticized romantic, yeah yeah romanticized hard work fantasy is yeah it's very saddening and of course um the fans romanticize this <laughs> And the reason why they romanticize this is because the idols are beautiful, they look beautiful, the image is there for them to look, uh, like, perfect. <laughs> um, here's another, th another quote, I guess. Um, yes. K-pop's treatment of idols is eerily similar to the unfettered business practices of European fashion houses in the early 2000s. The treatment of catwalk models mm -hmm. and K-pop models as mere mannequins for product display, the encouragement of fasting and the glamorization of eating disorders, and the economic and physical exploitation of children for profits. Mm. Yeah. So I see a lot of people like Every time I like look through the quote tweets or a comment for an idol, I always see like, wow, this person is so attractive. Wow, they're so beautiful. I wish I could look like that. Or even like with mini school things, an idol might say like, I like to exercise. And then I see like a hundred comments that are like, wow, Opa likes to exercise. Like, that's so cool. I wish I could have that sort of motivation. Yep. <laughs> Meanwhile, Opa is exercising, but, like, not eating properly. <laughs> yeah, his, what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people, the difference between, like, that um, comparing it to fashion, I think is a good comparison. But it also is, I think people are a lot more honest about fashion and what mm -hmm. it entails. Mm -hmm. And what models are supposed to do. 
K-pop fans are not honest about mm-hmm. this stuff. It's like, I, for some reason, I keep thinking of, um, is her name Haywon from Eyes One? Mm-hmm. I keep thinking about how people will make so many excuses for her for why she is the way she is on stage <laughs> instead of just saying like maybe this is like she doesn't want to be there maybe she doesn't like any of this stuff it's really so much stuff that they excuses that they make to try to justify why this person is acting this way um or when i watch like the weight loss videos and stuff it's so many people like we shouldn't comment on their weight we shouldn't say anything but it's like that's skin and bones on stage. Like, this is not okay. Are we supposed to just not say anything? Are we supposed to just sit and let impressionable fans see this and think that it's acceptable? I don't know. It's yeah, really I'm, sensitive. I'm not saying shame idols, but, like, with models of, like, 50% of people shame, make fun of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, how can you be this thin? How can you la da da overwork, la da da cigarettes and apples? There is no uh, yin to the K-pop yang. It can, um, conf- uh, assuming I'm not confusing the two, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, not like the K-pop yang, but the K-pop fan yang of completely positive. Have you seen uh, Won Young from Is One? Have you yeah. seen her? Yeah. Uh, I, the, you... I I don't know if it's puberty because you know I don't know if she just shut <laughs> that is up. not puberty. You, I know, but I keep thinking like maybe she just no, had a growth spurt and she no, hasn't. But then no. I look at the rest of the group and I'm like, this is oh. what you always have to keep in mind. The camera adds ten pounds, so that's why okay. I'm always <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's why as soon as I like when you see an idol that looks a little chubby, you're still dealing with a thin person. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, that person's still thin. <laughs> so if you see an idol that looks a little skinny on camera, they're probably very skinny. If you see somebody on camera who looks super skinny, they need help. <laughs> they don't need to be on stage. I heard <laughs> with I'm Eyes not skinny One is... shaming. <laughs> I heard with Eyes people. One is specifically, they got a new management company. And the management uh... company has been asking the girls to diet more. Because before... They changed management. Um, all of them were um, a little bigger, I guess. Healthier. Here's here's why I don't believe in skinny shaming for the idol industry. This is my hot take, I guess. Ooh. Do you remember, were you guys around for Sun Me during Siren era? Oh, yes. It was heroin, mm-hmm. right? Like, that was when she was oh, in yeah. her 70-something yeah, yeah. pound face. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I remember during that time period looking at her and thinking, oh, she's a little, like, she's a lot skinnier than she was during Gashina. I would scroll down and all the comments were like, don't hate on her. She's naturally skinny. She's, like, always been this way. There was something she's that not. came out relatively recently, and she like, was literally saying, like, I thought I was going to die. I was so skinny. I was horrified. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I believe she's doing a lot better now. She's, of course, naturally skinny. <laughs> But there's a yeah. large difference between someone being naturally skinny um, and somebody looking un- unusually and scarily skinny. It's um, naturally skinny plus all the idol stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like nobody at... Oh, it's that way for Lisa, I think, too. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody Lisa's at least... been gaining weight, thankfully, but... Okay. Nobody around 5'9 mm-hmm. to 5'10 should be weighing 80 pounds. No way. Like, that. that's... <laughs> you can say, Asians have lower BMI all you want to me. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I knew a girl who was, like, very, like, model-esque proportions on my... Uh, like, when I was younger, like, she was... Five uh, ten and like, one hundred and fifteen pounds or something, but that's she was healthy, but eighty pounds. I don't think people really comprehend like how horrifying that. Would I be. am I'm five feet tall, and if I was eighty pounds, I'd look sick. So exactly, she's like five <laughs> seven. Yeah, yeah. If I weighed eighty pounds, there would be some issues with. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably be put into some sort of rehabilitation or something. But yeah, fans live in a in a state of denial. Even when they do gain weight, they still look fine. Mm-hmm. Which is what I don't get. Like I remember when um, Hei Chan, CT, mm-hmm. he he did something to his like I think he fractured it or something like that. So he was not for a while, and he came mm-hmm. back. Sat on stage during the concert, whatever. And he had some like weight added to his cheeks. You could see it, but he looked good. Like he looked mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. So f- for them to go back to what he looked like before his injuries, like the differences are are drastic. Yeah. It's crazy. But when they gain it back, they, they look normal. Yeah, because they're still, even still when they're gaining that weight back and they look chubby, they're still like. It's not even chubby. It's, it's... I'm in quotes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I guess just, they're still skinny. <laughs> I guess maybe when you're used to like 90 pound people, yeah, it may seem chubby, I guess. But. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, they said that about. Um, what is the. Aespa? Aespa? Mm-hmm. The two girls, um, Giselle and Ning Ning, I guess, mm-hmm. are. People keep saying bigger than normal idols or something, but I just want to say that they're just like a normal size. I feel like they're both just a normal size. They're just normal skinny girls. Yeah. (laughs) There's just nothing. (laughs) But if you compare her to, if you compare Ning Ning to Winter, like. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like you're going to, it's going to, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the, the entire state is off because if you watched a video if there was a cct camera you could access like hack and you could watch like a whole bunch of videos of like normal korean people walking down the street most of them would look like winter and then maybe a little smaller and then maybe a little bigger most people you're going to meet asian or otherwise are not going to look like sunmi <laughs> or um lisa that is, that's um, not a... <laughs> I'm thinking of the girl from uh, Benvit. I have to remember her name, but she's the one where, example where I think, yeah, you will never see a person like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like them. Let me look them up. Bandit. So I find it very strange when people are like, oh, wow, Ning is like so curvy. No, she's just not underweight. 
She's a triangle shape. <laughs> she's just not underweight. <laughs> I think she's just, so pretty. But... She's just used to seeing people who are underweight in K-pop. Mm-hmm. And what I think is even sadder is um, sometimes people will say, wow, this idol looks so healthy. And even to get their body to this point that people think is so curvy and so healthy, they had to do extreme dieting. Was it Hwasa that said, like, she said something about the dieting she had to do pre-debut. And people, like, see her as, like, this ultimate paragon of K-pop, like, curviness. But she's, <laughs> like, they're they're all dieting. <laughs> the, uh, the work thing that you're talking about. Like, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of, um, of Taeyong. How he just works and works and works until now he's herniated his back. Yeah. And even you said you're watching the SM concert and he looked in pain whilst he was yeah. doing it. Yeah, it was very strange. It was it was pre-recorded before he took his hiatus, but like <sighs> seeing Taeyong perform at like this sort of well, at a normal level, <laughs> and it was like you could tell he was in pain. Yeah. They are gonna I really think they're gonna regret overworking him like that. You can't yeah. you can't work people yeah, like that and expect it to sustain. Yeah, I mean you can't and even sports sports stars go through the same groups. thing. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the same thing with the MVP, like they're a product. Like when you the NBA or anything else, like you notice how they buy them? Like, oh this player is worth XYZ amount of money. It's the same thing for K-pop idols. It's like that attitude of here for a good time, not a long time, but they're not even having a good time. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> with professional athletes, like their entire like not their entire life isn't dictated to them. So they work really hard in the field and they exercise, but at the end of the day they can go to a club and not have to worry about dispatch taking three hundred pictures of them. But yeah. Yeah, it's like being a professional athlete, but <laughs> your lives are strictly monitored because of the image that idols are supposed to uh, contain and give to the viewers. I really can't wait for, um, I guess with, there's a few disbandments coming up this year. I guess we can segue over to that. I'm really curious yeah. about... Um, what the third gen groups are going to say about their experiences and you know in k-pop because i feel like we've heard from first gen and the second gen stuff a little bit from second gen but third gen i feel like was completely different with social media and everything and i wonder what they're going to say yeah yeah i think we're probably going to hear from the early we're already actually hearing stuff from the oh no that's two and a half because I know BTOB is talking about their experiences, but ooh, proper third gen? It'll be probably some of the EXO members first. <laughs> yeah. The whole GOT7 situation. I don't feel I don't feel like idols have the range of expression. I mean, third gen is already a different beast from second gen. Like, third-gen groups will be able to talk about their experiences, but it's not... I don't think it's going to be the same as second-gen, if that makes any sense. 
um, because there was this. I think before in K-pop, there was this sort of thing that like each idol in a group brings their own specific flavor, and they have their own set personality. Like they have their own it's image. Not a thing them. anymore. <laughs> right, but yeah, that's not a thing. Like the, we don't even have like manufactured like differences. <laughs> We have like no difference at all because the injury industry has become so saturated that there's there's no room. (laughs) So now you have idols who just do complex choreography, stare at their feet, and then (laughs) walk off stage. And because the fans don't demand anything better, um, that's what they're going to continue to get. Just like trying to like parallel this towards. um sort of sports culture here sports again mm-hmm. um so there's this like like recent pushback in football coaches and academies are sort of stifling the creativity of youth players mm-hmm. they're sort it's, it's all about running and stamina you when you get the ball here you pass you shoot here like it takes out all initiative and sort of the creative oh. of the game mm-hmm. But that's because of a, yeah, there's kind of a, I get why that's there and, you know, imagination. So that's down to culture. Again, as you said, not really the historic, I don't know, do they prioritise? Mm, what's that? You kind of cut out the end. Yeah, what'd you say? Do do fans, is that down in K-pop, is that down to the culture as well? Yeah. Like fans striving for perfection. Yeah. yeah. Creativity. I, yeah, that's not how I think about it. It's actually blended over to the fans too. That's I think that's In, where the, the streaming culture comes from. It also makes me think about whenever um you watch like concerts or performances or stuff like that. They never like when you watch an American performance and you see them singing, they add all of these ad libs, all of these like they change it up a little bit. And when you see the K pop performances, they might do like a rock version of something or a hip-hop version or something but you don't get to see people being creative like you don't get to see the main vocalist like doing some ad-libs or some extra like oh or something yeah (laughs) and that's like it's not fun yeah the bar is just so low i remember getting excited because i Because Stacy were having fun on stage and like did hearts and special stuff and like oh my god and I was like oh this is the world we live in now. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never been like a wax cane, the good old days of second gen person for music shows, but it's like the perfection is everywhere. No, it's, it's getting to shows, me now. I'm turning. I'm like turning me. into one of those. But it's going to be the third gen for me. I'm going to be like, uh, I miss EXO. I'm like, I'm already there. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm just kind of, I'm embracing it at this point. <laughs> but it, no, there's fine. nothing it's, ever spicy. It's fine, ultimately, because I can just listen. Like, the, the one good thing about this is the music that K-pop is still putting out is still fine. Like, they're mm. not making worse and worse music, so. I can always yeah. listen. And the but... thing is, I know when I say that, somebody somebody is going to like comment a video of the boys doing a bunch of circus oh Olay stunts. Ugh. And that's the problem too. There's no personality in anything. 
Like, you'd be doing the most, but there's no flavor. Yeah, I know there are three members of the boys who speak English. So, on the off chance that they hear this, because one of them actually stalks social media, on the off chance that they hear this, (laughs) please, work on your stage presence. Don't get injured. (laughs) Put a little personality into it. Do a little wink every now and then. Like I saw, I saw for for the Steeler. There's this thing that they have one of the members doing at the end of his performance, where he has to like, I don't even know how to describe it, but he has to like bend his spine around and like get up, and like you could tell by the end of the uh, the performances he was in pain because he kept doing it slower and slower. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not impressive. All I think is, okay, when are you gonna get injured? That's what I'm saying. Like this isn't like. This does not appeal to me. Like, pain does not appeal to me. Like, you just need to, like... (laughs) I'd rather you just, like, grind on the floor or something than all this. Like, look at the camera. Makes like, wink. Like... (laughs) Half a personality, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I don't don't need stunts. I don't need fire coming out of your hands. (laughs) I need you to have an energy, an individuality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm I'm done ranting for. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah. Yeah, I've been going through Sunmi's Twitter back to heroin era and she was of course noticeably thin and hanging um out with Bella Hadid. Mm-hmm. What? Hmm. Yeah. That is so random. <laughs> she seems better these days though. Yeah. Which she seems like, happier. It just, it just take took her breaking a hundred pounds to get boobs, and that like made her month. <laughs> <laughs> I thought those tweets were kind of funny. She was like, "No, I didn't get implants. <laughs> I'm just at a normal weight now." <laughs> I like her. Yeah, I'm excited for what comeback she has planned for this year. I hope it's finally an EP again. Oh, yes. Siren was fantastic. I only mm-hmm. listened to the full thing like a couple of months ago and I was like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Solo artists always come out with singles and not EPs or mini albums, it seems. Yeah. They yeah. have a Maybe lot of singles. it's less expensive. Oh. Perhaps. That would make sense. Like, Hyanna is finally, finally dropping an EP again. Oh. I'm excited. How long have that. we waited? It's been like four years. Wow. Oh wow. Oh, I hope this is better than Flower Shower. Oh jeez. Yeah, she basically leaked the whole thing on her Insta Live and it is. <laughs> okay, good. I mean Comes the, out the twenty eighth. The MV for Flower Shower is cute, but the song <laughs> I don't know anyone who opens their phone and puts on Flower Shower. <laughs> it doesn't fit her. It was so weird. <laughs> like what is this this is not not to put her in a box but like girl this is not sex what is this <laughs> <laughs> this is what she said she wanted to do so I'll yeah. it wasn't con- bad I'll say yeah. that the concept was fine it was just like obviously the chorus <laughs> that was yeah <laughs> now I'm wondering oh. when Don is oh no Don already had his comeback I forgot I really hope he's not First involved EP. in this. Yeah, he is. There's a song, but it's good, at least in my opinion. Is it the title track, or is it just a song? No, it's a B-side. 
Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. Just I don't want to see him in everything. <laughs> hey, so this, Don, I, what's going on? I just that keep thinking song. about if they break up. Like, yeah, wow. like that's crazy. Like, <laughs> like there's gotta be some sort of. Well, I'm not trying to analyze, but it seems like there's some sort of power imbalance there. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. It'll be interesting for sure. I hope they get married. Yeah. Kind mm-hmm. of put positive energy out there. Yes. Well, I hope their relationship the best. We oui, we. Oui. Mm-hmm. Are we going to talk <laughs> about Got Seven? Mm. Oof. Well, I mean, <laughs> here we are at the beginning of the end of third gen. And I think it's hilarious. Finally, getting to the start where people can start going fortune, it boy, fortune, it girl. <laughs> oh, don't make me go on my it girl rant again. <laughs> I can do that now. People were literally trying to do this like when Luna debuted. I was like, slow down. <laughs> it girls aren't a thing anymore. I hate it. <laughs> but now we're actually getting into fortune. Like, we're not Ooh. like we're we're starting to we're we've like we're strapping into the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we've just started strapping into the roller coaster and people really thought the roller coaster was already starting like in 2018. <laughs> and there are still Koreans who are like even now like no. <laughs> it's not. Does some people really think it's not fortune yet? I we're both barely starting. Yeah. It depends on who you ask. But I'm I'm aligning slightly more with what Koreans are saying, and they're saying it doesn't switch until, like, the dominant, like, there's a a clear, like, power shift. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, when EXO in 2012 started, like, there was, or 2013 with Growl and stuff, like, that was a clear shift between second gen and them. But there's been, like, no, like, group that's been like, oh, okay, like... I guess it would be like Itzy then. Thinking. Yeah, it, but itzy. we're we're just at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, Got Seven is on their way out. Um, <laughs> I, I wish them the best. Yeah, it's the the most amusing part of this is like the compensation from fans. Like, <laughs> we're so happy this is happening. We're laughing. <laughs> it's, it's oh. Yeah. It's hilarious to me. <laughs> I have um a few of my groups are up for contract renewal this year and I'm I'm not getting my hopes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's red velvet. Uh, what's the other? Twice. Mamamoo. For oh, me it's oh. Mamamoo and Red yeah, Velvet. I don't I think Mamamoo's definitely going to resign. I don't see them not. They're chilling. Yeah. And red I don't velvet. know. I I am not sure about red velvet. I feel like I'm that's one of, the, one of the rare ones where it's like up in the air. Yeah. But who wouldn't renew? Yuri? No, I think she would. I don't know. I can see Yuri running off. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like they all have their own thing. Like Wendy can sing OSTs. Joy can model. Yeri is like a socialite. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sylvie can do her own solo career. And then your Irene can like go to her mansion and hide. <laughs> to <laughs> save her face and then probably pop out in a few years and restart with her 
um, CFs. Or an <laughs> I don't know, I don't know oh, why. That's right. but She's I'm supposed like... to be in that movie. Whatever oh. happened to that? I don't know. No, it was like a burger show, right? Yeah, double patty or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm not joking. It was something like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what happened with that though. Corona, I guess. I was just gonna say I am a two any one fan, so any sort of disbandment is probably not even gonna compare to that. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when they I remember getting that news and being like, What? (laughs) I was like, What? (laughs) When Blackpink came out and I was like, Oh, and I got distracted immediately. What a time what they wanted. (laughs) What a time. (laughs) 2016 that was oh very interesting i swear that was 2014 interesting (laughs) oh that's when it first happened with 21 but then when black pink came it was kind of like yeah it's official they're done uh i still like remember like vague traces of when like black not black pink but like blackjacks and songs would argue on forums and stuff and like in the space of like six years, like I've never, I like I, I rarely run into Sones and Blackjacks online anymore. <laughs> like it's like the, crazy. Um, yeah. As so, much like, as I love Two Eighty One and I'm a Blackjack, I don't really think there's a comparison. But <laughs> maybe that's just me. Well, I mean, it wasn't like the argument for me. It's just like how fast things have changed. Oh yeah, like how how VIPs would be like, yeah, we're like the number one K-pop group, like we're the best and we support (laughs) the best group. Like that's what it was when I used to be on forums, and now like nobody. Well, they're out there still because I'll be on Twitter sometimes and see Big Bang is five. Oh my lord! Or OT five VIP, like (sighs) they're out there. VIPs used to be so braggadocious online. (laughs) Like they weren't like they weren't like streamy crazy like armies but they had like a superiority complex (laughs) i guess in that now i'm like um thinking back you said we should do a brain education follow-up episode yeah at some point yeah i guess we can um not bring up the uh uh presentation that big hit partnered with (laughs) yeah should we bring it up I think it would make more sense. Yeah, since we talked about Jimin earlier. Mm-hmm. We could do a cliffhanger. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Let's bring it up now as a tease. Wait, so if we're doing <laughs> continuity, guys, if we're bringing this up now, does that mean the next episode has to be on brain education again? Ugh. Yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, now. I guess we should wrap it up now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The KYS can be in the next episode. Alrighty, so for this episode, I would highly recommend uh, looking at the research that I posted for this episode, because this is this is different from queer baiting, where you don't really need to know about that. Like it, it's kind of whatever. But this is like <laughs> like if you're buying albums, this is information you should know. So. Um, hopefully the link to the stock and all this information will be posted. Um, stay safe. Bye.